Hello, friends, and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast, where we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming and shatter conventional wisdom and ways of thinking by bringing alternative thinking and viewpoints to light in an attempt to not only shatter conventional wisdom and ways of thinking, but to obliterate them completely. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing, intelligent, my wife, the lovely Monique. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic as always. Woo. There it is. Woo. Yeah. And that's our show. All right. There you right. go. So what is new with you this week, my lovely lady? I was just on... Me and Paranormal You podcast with Ryan Singer. That was really fun. Thank you, Ryan, for having me on your show. I got to talk about hypnotherapy, but we got, I don't know, in a few deep discussions, kind of woo. I, I didn't think it was that woo. But What's woo? Like, you know, like metaphysical. Oh, like I was oh, talking about oh, time travel. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, we gotcha. talked about okay. time travel, co- consciousness, different things like that. About the mind and how powerful the mind is. Okay, you wave your, you do the, what is that, jazz hands? Jazz hands. Do jazz hands when you say mind about the mind. Mind is powerful, like I'm hypnotizing you. Oh, all right. Yeah, not really. Okay, then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I like to talk with my hands. Yes. Put a little flair into it. Right on. Yeah, yeah so but I was on that show and that was really fun. So check it out, Me and Paranormal You. It's on YouTube. It's on everywhere podcasts are. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely a good show. It was. Sure. Yeah, you represented yourself very well. I Thank thought. you. And again, back to a previous discussion that you and I had on our show about praise and compliments. So if you say I did a good job, then I know you're not just blowing smoke up my ass and trying to make me feel good. Yeah, you truly mean one, it. I'm not one to do that. Anytime, I'm, I'm brutally I'm, honest. You are. So I always await and be like, you know, waiting for that hammer to fall. Like, ah. That was terrible. But here's the thing, though. That's, again, I say you represent yourself well because that's what I think, mm-hmm. and that's my subjective opinion. So somebody else might listen and go, ah, it sucked. That's true. Right? So you put a lot of stock into what I say because you know I'm going to be honest with yes. you. But just because I may have liked something doesn't necessarily mean somebody else is going to like something. doesn't mean my word is, is the gospel truth or but anything. But because you and You're I... You're just getting my honest opinion. And because you and I are on the same page, it's more... Yeah, it's like we're on the same page and you know my expectations. Right. More than anyone else, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd say that's a fair assessment. Yeah. So what about you? What's going on with you? I am 120 plus hours into my fast Ooh, yeah. this week. 
Rock on. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, no. Aside from that, nothing really. I, I've eliminated a lot of pain in my body, and I think that a lot of it was due to inflammation. And uh, I think that doing this fasting that I've been doing for the past couple of weeks has helped significantly. I mean, I had, I, I mentioned to you, I had like these weird aches and pains. And of course, for the longest time, I just attributed it to years of beating up my body from wrestling and everything and, you know, heavy weight training and all that kind of stuff that I did. And I found the older I get, the more I realize how resilient the human body is mm-hmm. and how resilient people are essentially. I mean, obviously using myself, and just experimenting with different things, different training styles, different diets, mm-hmm. eliminating food for, for extended periods of time and realizing the effect it has on the human body. It's just incredible how much food and the foods we eat can impact our health and our well-being. Yes. So, yeah, I just I, I'm doing this and, and I feel really, really good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just a lot of my aches and pains, a lot of stuff that I just thought I was going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. I've gotten relief for the first time in years. Fabulous. So I'm feel, I just feel great. I feel really good. And I think I mentioned it previously. It might've been last week that I, I haven't been keeping up on the news or anything like that. So I've just been very, just try to keep a clear mind, a clear head and just be, try to be present in the moment as much as possible. Love it. So that's it. That's really all, right. all that's new with me. Yeah. We got in a conversation the other night. We get in conversations all the time. True. That's what we're doing right now. Yes. Fact. But we got into a conversation the other night where you brought up how a lot of, is it men's fitness magazines right now? What they're pushing, what they're saying about being fit and healthy and in shape. Uh, oh, you're referring to what? Okay. I What I was saying was it wasn't necessarily just men's fitness and that kind of thing. What I was trying to say to you that I, that I noticed is that you get, what, what do they call it, virtue signaling. You get it from everybody in every walk of life. And yes, men's health, fitness magazines, fitness influencers, whatever. Occasionally, I don't go on social media very often, but occasionally when I do, most of the accounts that I follow are exercise or health, uh, fitness, those type of things. Just to kind of see what's going on out there, any new discoveries, any new things that are out there, different stuff that people are doing. I like to kind of keep my my finger on the Mm -hmm. pulse of that kind of stuff because it's always been a lifelong passion for me. And I noticed that almost universally what's pushed is the 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 mantra I guess that you're not tough, you're not in shape, you're not healthy unless you're shredded and you got like a six pack and you're you're jacked and you know big you know big muscular veiny it seems like there's that universal uh, image of what health and fitness is and i just i i just if you're not doing that it seems if you don't look like that if you don't look like that you're not tough if you don't look like that you're not manly if you don't look like that you're not you're not uh, what what's the word you're not trying to 
be masculine. You're not trying to be a man. To a certain extent, I could see where some of that's coming from, but I just felt like the way, and, and again, this is a very small sampling of social media that I took in and, and noticed this. It, it just seemed like it's it's kind of that side of the fence, that side of the fence's version of vir- virtue signaling, for lack of a better word. And that brought up my thought about how much programming there is out there and in so many different ways. So I thought it would be interesting this week to talk about the different ways we as society are being programmed by media, essentially. Media meaning news, TV, movies, uh, magazines, magazines, social media, all the advertisements, things like that. It, it, it kind of comes from everywhere. And how it basically tells us everything. It tells us how to think. It tells us what to buy, what to do, how to act. And it also, the common denominator is it usually separates into two groups. So that, for example, you have, if you don't look like this, if you're not shredded and jacked and in shape, you're not tough. And I know guys who are shredded and jacked and they're total pussies and they're not tough at all they just happen to work out a lot so it doesn't mean anything and you could have like some scrawny person who's tougher than the jack guy and to me toughness isn't just about physical strength but just how much you can take in life and how that makes you tough and keep getting up so again the perception of tough and saying it's more about physical strength and manliness compared to all the different ways it can mean. So I thought today would be interesting to kind of look at the different ways we are programmed. We've brought up different ways on the show before, but I mean, definitely physical appearance, at least in my lifetime, growing up, looking at like Glamour magazine, like a Cosmopolitan, all those magazines geared for women, with the beautiful, the supermodels. And over time, it would change in what's in for look, not just for clothing, what to buy, cosmetics, what to buy, but how to actually look and how women should look. Women should be skinny with large breasts and hips. And there really was no room for anything outside of that. That was the concept of beauty that was basically shoved down our throats. And for me, that... Then. Yeah. For me, I know, like, I struggled with body image growing up and thinking, like, I'm not pretty unless I look like that, and I don't look like a supermodel, so I'm not pretty, and thinking I was fat when I really wasn't fat, and thinking I was flat-chested when I really wasn't flat-chested. And, again, it causes body dysmorphia and it really warps a person's way of thinking because we become programmed. And I'm sure guys of course, get it too. You just gave an example. I, I mean, well, for for guys, I, I, again, and I, I'm going to use myself only. For me growing up, I thought that y- if you want to get girls, if you want to look tough if you want to be a badass if you want people to respect you you have to be in shape you have to be muscular you have to be fit you I I that's that was my thinking because 
growing when I was growing up, we grew up essentially around the same time, but it was the eighties. Things like Arnold Schwarzenegger was like the big box office movie star. Sylvester Stallone. What do those guys have in common? Jacked, in shape, muscular guys. Jean Claude Van Damme then burst out of the scene. Same thing. Known for his physique, not his acting ability, right? And that was kind of what kids were were getting as as young males were seeing that. And and I mean, I don't think that obviously it's not universally every male, but the majority of people are are attracted to that kind of thing because that's what's being pushed and that's what was making money. That's what people were gravitating towards. And so I was one of those people that I thought that, like, I have to do this. I have to, if, if I want to ever get girls, I got to be in shape. If I want to ever want to do anything, if I want anyone to think I'm tough, I got to be lift weights, I got to get in shape, whatever. It kind of transformed for me, though, because of my goals and wanting to get into wrestling and that kind of thing. So I kind of it took on a life of its own for me in a different way because I felt I needed to look and, and be a certain way at that time to make it in that business. And, it, and that's that's true. So, yeah, even for guys, we'd, we'd get that kind of programming as well. And it's it's very interesting to see how that shifted now in a relatively short amount of time because... I'm in my early 40s. You're in your, what, early, early 30s? For, early, early 40s. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and just the, the way the culture and the society and programming has shifted in that amount of time, it's it's crazy. It, it really is crazy mm-hmm. just how radical it shifted and how fast that's happened. Well, one of the things that I got curious about, think about, some of the most earliest programming that is placed upon us. Pink for girls, blue for boys. Well, what it was. I don't I don't know if that's even a thing anymore because now it's being pushed that you don't... But color don't, scheme, pushing. Okay, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Commonly, gonna, previously, I don't know currently what that that is anymore. But based on what it was for us, yeah, it so, was pink for, for girls. Yeah. Blue, Blue for, for boys. boys. Right. And so that came out after World War One. So before then, most babies wore like white gowns because it was easy to change the babies. And with white, if it got dirty, you can bleach it. And then in 1918, Ladies Home Journal, so magazine, marketing, programming, put an article out about the general rule is that... <laughs> Blue is for girls and pink is for boys. This one surprised me when you told me that. Yeah. So blue for girls, pink for boys. And which seems odd. And from what I guess the reasoning was, was red was a harsher color that wasn't flattering or suitable for girls. So the lighter version of it, pink would be boys. And blue representing the sky is a softer color that was better for girls. There were also things depending on the baby's hair color. So if you had a blonde baby, you would wear blue. They would wear blue. If you had a brunette baby, they would wear pink, depending on the eye color. So there were multiple things that would determine what they would wear. But in 1918, Ladies Home Journal basically told everyone, listen, this is how it is. This is the general rule. And if you're not doing this, then you're doing it wrong. Wow. 
But then in the 1940s, manufacturers went in the opposite direction and swapped it. So you had blue for boys, pink for girls. I I couldn't find what caused that. But think about it. The manufacturers of these clothing companies were the ones who ultimately controlled this huge boom. When you have a baby at the hospital, what do they do? Pink caps for girls, blue caps for boys. It's just become this general normal standard. Now, obviously, with all the changes over the past, I'd say, decade even, it's kind of gone out the window and there, there's there been the, the neutral clothing, but there's still that standard that is there. And how did it come about? Manufacturing. And that's ultimately where the majority of our programming lies. They tell us what to buy. They tell us what's in season. The magazines. In those magazines, were they selling things in those magazines? Which magazines are you talking like about? Like the, the men's fitness magazines. Yeah, oh yeah, they, they, they it, they're not really magazines where you're going to learn anything. Honestly, they're really they're advertisements. advertisements. The, the majority of the pages in most of those men's fitness, muscle and fitness, flex, muscular development, though they were all advertisements for bodybuilding supplements. Exactly, and even if you flip, you know, flipping through my mom's Cosmo magazine, it was like seventy five percent advertisements, and then even the articles, it was advertisements. What lotion gave our skin the best glow? What we recommend. And it's telling you, this is what you should get. This is what, oh, wait a minute. If you have lighter skin though, use this one. Or if you have darker skin, use this one. You know why? Because they're getting paid to say that. But people take it as these independent people putting out independent information saying just what they truly, really believe is good. It worked for me. It can work for you, which is bullshit. It is, but that's, again, human nature. We need to, and when I say we, I mean collectively, mm-hmm. humans need to be led. They need to know what to do, what's acceptable. How can I be accepted? How can I be part of the group? How can I be cool? How can I be hip? How can I be... How do I fit in? How do I, exactly. So it doesn't surprise me that that's, I, I mean, I'm, pr- I'm sure that pretty early on, they figured out that that's how you get people to do what you want them to do. And of course, as time moves on and time goes on, different techniques are introduced. Radio becomes a thing. Mm -hmm. And then motion pictures begin happening. And then television. And even music, music videos. Yeah, music, music video, of Mm -hmm. course, all that kind of stuff. So that is how essentially... We're taught, we're told what's cool, what's happening, what's now, what's the thing to be part of, what's the thing to do. And celebrity endorsements. That's all huge too, of course. So yeah, I I mean, that's always been there. Mm -hmm. And think back, do you remember growing up watching TV when the advertisements came on? It would get louder. Yes, and I think that's something that stopped. A law came out to stop it. Is that what so it was? many people okay. complain. They're like, yeah. it, like, because you have regular volume, everything's fine. And all of a sudden the commercial comes on and it's blasting. It blast. yeah. yeah. Almost to the point of being painful. It's like you'd have to lower the volume. Yeah. And especially if you didn't have a clicker 
a remote to lower the volume and you <laughs> to get up to the TV to lower the volume. Oh, what a pain in the butt. That's usually what children were for back in the 80s. You know, 70s <laughs> and 80s, it's like, oh, go lower the volume or go change the channel. But that was one way to, in a way, subliminally... Well, it's not even, that's not even subliminal. That's just catching your attention. True, that's, to catch your attention. But it's like, ooh, this has my attention. Now, whether it's good attention or bad attention, depending on how much that advertisement pisses you off because it's so loud, is debatable. But then think about in movies and TV shows where they had the endorsements for, like, McDonald's. You know, the actor, it's a scene. They go get, you know... What's the burger from McDonald's? A Big Mac. Thank you. Or a Whopper from Burger King. Or they're drinking a Coke or a Pepsi. And they had that kind of advertisement where people are watching something and they see that, oh, yeah, they're eating a Big Mac. They're drinking a Pepsi or Coke or whatever. Don't they still do that kind of stuff? Oh, all the time because they get paid to. But it's one of those things with the expectation that you see that actor and think, oh, they're eating that. I want to eat that. Or, ooh, that looks good. I want that. How many times do you watch a show and somebody's eating Chinese food and then you think, ooh, I want Chinese food. I didn't five minutes ago, but I saw it on TV and now I do. And it's just, again, that programming, we're going to put it in because it makes them money. It makes them money in the product they put out by, oh, yeah, you know, we're paying money to get this out, but then we're going to make money. So everyone's making money except for you, the watcher who buys into it. The consumer. Literally and figuratively, mm-hmm. the consumer. That's right. And then, you know, we question things even with subliminal messages that have been put out. And it just makes me think back to the two, is it, I got to look at my notes, 2001 movie, Josie and the Pussycats with Rachel Lee Cook. Rosario Dawson and Tara Reed. And it's about, are you okay? As you bump the mic. Sorry about that. It, it's based off the comic and cartoon, Josie and the Pussycats. But part of the running theme in the movie is that, spoilers, the music industry is putting subliminal messages in the music. So the next big number one hit that's played on the radio is telling you what the new popular color is. Like, oh, it's not orange anymore. Orange isn't cool. Red is cool. Or I really want to eat this or I want to drink this or I need these sneakers. And while that's taking it to an extreme, you know that shit is happening. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, subliminal messaging that uh, I, I want to say that was in the 60s that that became a thing. And I should know this off the top of my head because I actually did a report on this in high school about subliminal messaging in advertising. And I, re- I remember there, they did a, they ran, you know, like when you go to the movie theater and they'll have like the coming attraction stuff, uh-huh. they would do a thing uh, where they would flash quickly, uh, was it buy popcorn, buy yes. Coke or drink Coke or yes. something like that. They would do quick flashes. Yes, very quick where you couldn't, you're not, you, the naked eye is not going to see it, but it would quickly flash it. And they noticed that sales of popcorn and, and Coke or whatever drink it was would would go through the roof. Okay. Now, I mean, we haven't been to the movies in a while, but I remember, I mean, recently, more recently, 
it's more so like go to the concession stand kind of thing. So they just tell you, hey, go to the concession stand, get popcorn, whatever, drinks. But they were doing it subliminally back then, and and it it worked. And I, I remember seeing a couple of different print ads that I that I had, that had subliminal messaging in it. Like there was, I believe it was. Uh, if I get this wrong, I apologize. But I think it was absolute vodka, but it might have been a, a different drink. But in the ice cubes, you could you could make out the letters sex. You can make out the word sex in in the ice cubes. And one had an S, one had an E, one had an X. Right there, where the naked eye, you're not going to notice it. You have to really look for it, but it's there. So I think, and, and I mean, in absolute vodka, I think that's a thing that's that was a more recent. That was after the '60s, I, I think. I, I, I'm not like the '90s. I'm not up on my vodka or yeah. anything like that, but I, I want to say that yeah, that was. But that was a thing that was in the print ad because I I saw it and I put it in my report and everything. Uh, in high school. So, yeah, I mean, th- th- that kind of stuff's always been done. Supplemental. And how much is going on that we don't catch? Sure. I mean, do you remember Joe Camel, the the Camel yes. cigarettes? Yes, Where his yes, nose yes. was like a penis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the, the stuff is, they still do it. It's all still there. You just have to kind of find it and oh, see gosh, it. Oh, gosh, Disney's notorious for that. Oh, yeah. The, the animators putting different things yeah. in the, just kind of, just to... I guess pop themselves, make themselves laugh or, or their colleagues and compatriots laugh or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. And, and we see it, we may not realize it, but our subconscious mind is taking all this in the sounds, the sights, the pictures, the the eyes are, are taking it in. The brain may not be processing it on a conscious level, but But subconsciously it's going in and, and you are being programmed. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one of the other things, you had brought up the national anthem in the 60s, subliminal. In the 60s. We're going to have to put a link. I'm going to put a link in the show notes because I I did find the video that actually slows it down and, and you can see it. They they would they would play the national anthem. I believe it would be either before or after TV was done for the day it I was might, say, usually it, it's first thing in the morning it may have been first thing in the morning it might have been in the evening i don't know whenever however it was in the 60s but it wasn't like it is now where you had a million channels and 24 hours round the clock shows on tv it was you'd have your your news your your whatever shows and then it would go off the air to be like the color, the color bars, bars and, and that would be static. it right so it would go a, a station would go off the air when it would come back on or when it would go off, they would p- play the national anthem and it would have different images of the monuments. monuments, the Statue of Liberty, the Capitol building, different Lincoln Memorial landmarks stuff, yeah. and things like that from around the United States. And they'd play the national anthem and they'd play the, they'd put the words of the national anthem on the screen so you could see it. They would, and it would come up in a scrolling text. If you slow down the video and somebody has done it, there's a number of different ones on on YouTube, but the the one that I'm referring to, I will put the link in our show notes, so check it out. They slow down the wording as it's coming up. They slow down the video and they type underneath it so you know what it's saying. But if you watch carefully, you can see as the scrolling text is going up, it's saying something else that fades out I forget what the it's effect is called. It's almost the way called. the letters fade in. The way the letters fade in, 
before they come up, they lightly show a different word. And throughout the entire national anthem, the words God is real, uh, government is God. Trust your government. Trust your government. Rebellion is, what was it? Rebellion is. Rebellion will not be tolerated. Rebellion will not be tolerated. Obey. Obey, consume. All these subliminal then, messages. Wasn't it like Ultra Naomi. Yes, and and it was like buy something else. There was something else like a buy. I I, like I apologize. Buy I can't Ultra remember. Naomi and there was MK Ultra and MK Naomi, which were mind control programs that our government, the Central Intelligence Agency, the United States government. Those are programs that they did on mind control, and those are declassified. You can go look at it. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's been admitted. It's You can go find the documents, look it up yourself, but this is the kind of stuff that was going on. So you had a generation of Americans who were seeing this, and they were subliminally being told, obey, consume, listen to your government. Trust your government. Rebellion will not be tolerated. So that's what you had. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, it's it was really, when I saw that, I was just like, holy they live? cow. Is this where it came from? I wonder. I wonder if John Carpenter maybe knew that. Think about how they put truth out in entertainment. Of course. Yeah, of course. Because, mm-hmm. and again, that's a, that, that is, uh, goes by the, that, uh, I, I guess it's believed by people in certain circles that, they, the elites, the powers that, that want to be. be, they have to tell you and they have to show you what they're doing in order for their karma to be clear. And you accept it, whether it's knowingly or not, you still accept it, but you've been told, you've been shown, this is what's happening. This is what's going to go down. And then you, it's up to you whether or not you want to do it or not. But most of the time, we're all just, we don't know. You have no idea. That part doesn't matter. You've been told. You've been shown. So if you go ahead and do what they tell you to do, well, it's on you if the consequences are not to your benefit. It's like the old saying, ignorance is not an excuse. It's, it's really not. Uh, they say ignorance is bliss. I guess it can be. But, I mean, is that really a way to live? Mm. I don't know. For some people it is. Yeah, For a absolutely. lot of people it is. But yes, that's uh, that that national anthem one. That's that's the one that really got me. Like, holy cow! That's how deep this was. That's I mean, that's how deep this is. So who knows what else? And, and ironically, I was looking up the national anthem. So I knew that it was like taken from a poem. Francis Scott Key. Yeah, but apparently it, it's an English one, and it was like more popular in English in London, and then the Americans. It got popular with the Americans because think about the English who came to America. And then the Navy, was it in 1918? Woodrow Wilson approved it, I think. I could be wrong on that. But it was one of those, like, so that came from England, which when you look at the pieces where things stem back and look at where we are now and what's going on and what's happening, it's very much like, oh, was this the game plan all along? I don't know. I think... I addressed this a couple of shows ago mm-hmm. where I said that if you're war- wondering who they are and You'll what their know. plan is, you're never going to know because this has been going on for so long and it's been plotted and planned for so long 
the best thing you can do as a human, as a living being, is to unplug yourself and just become self-sufficient and not rely on society or the system or government especially to help you, to protect you, to keep you safe. I hate that, by the way. I hate safe. Because safe, what's safe? What is that? Is that living safe in your home? Oh, you're safe in your home. It's one thing like, it, you know what I mean? Hey, like, I, I'm, I'm going to go ride my that. bike in traffic. Yeah, be safe. Be smart about it. Make good choices. Okay. You know, I'll look both ways before I cross the road. Kind of be safe. But like we hope people are safe and healthy. But that's one thing to in a way wish people well. But when you have a controlling entity saying we want to keep you safe well what does that mean does that mean living like rats in cages for you to experiment on and do with what you like that means keeping you comes off as to me that means keeping you in a controlled environment in a controlled setting and not letting you be free thinking free moving and having independent thought because that's dangerous to a control system. And again, our our education system, we've said it, they don't teach you how to think, they teach you what to think. Correct. And there's always the division. When you think about politics, that's the biggest one. Right or left, choose a side. But let's go back to advertising and merchandising. Coke or Pepsi? McDonald's or Burger King? Or Wendy's. Yeah, but even Wendy's was kind of less of a contender. But you have these these businesses. And think about pharmaceutical companies now, right? Advertising and how controlling that has become. They they practically make the laws with everything because you, you can't have any natural medicine. That's, oh, no, no, that's not good. You need our prescriptions that give you 80 different side effects and you need 80 other prescriptions for. Cha-ching. It's, it all comes down to money, and, and if you look at our society... Money and control. If you look at our society, and that's not just the West, it's everywhere. The world essentially is run by liars. Yeah. For, for, like, for I me, mean, to be really blunt about it, everything we've been taught, everything we've been told is so far removed from nature and from what's natural and what's good for us what's beneficial for us everything yes and even when you look at what how in you you used to have rural land like farmland how many towns how many rural areas have become just the farmland gets bought up and they're stacking these houses in developments on there or you got your little McMansions still stacked up on one another all these houses you give up your yard for a nice big house people don't have land anymore because what can you do when you own land you can grow your own food you can have livestock you can have animals there's so much they already regulate you so much when you do have land everything you need a permit for but the less land you have, there's still, there's so much control over that little bit of land. But the more land you have, it's kind of harder to control what you can do on it. Yeah, it's it's tougher to regulate people that have space to move. It's yeah. harder to keep an eye on you, for example. I, I mean, nowadays, I think the, the, the thing that really, reaching for a visual aid here, oh. the thing that really kind of almost kind of put us 
over the edge, I guess, into going past the point of no return was these things right here, cell phones. Yes. Now everybody has a freaking cell phone. Everybody. Yeah. Young oh, the government old. made sure hey, you bought one. Everybody has a cell phone. The government, they, they, you know, if you couldn't afford one, we're going to give you one. And what can you do on a cell phone? You can do anything, right? You can do, you can watch TV, mm-hmm. you can watch movies, you can get your news, you can go on your social media. And what else can a cell phone do now? It can track you. Mm-hmm. It can track you. So you're essentially, you are being tracked all the 24/7. time. 24-7. Now, is there uh, somebody that is set sitting down at a desk watching me all day? No, of course not. However, all of my data, all my information is being collected, as is everybody else. And what are they doing with that information? And they store that information. And if I become a problem, if I become a thorn in the side of somebody up in the upper echelon of the control system, all they have to do is pull my data and my information and say, well, you did this, or you looked this up on mm-hmm. the internet, or you said this, at, we pull your conversation when you said this, mm-hmm. or you went to this place when you shouldn't have, or whatever. Now, if you're a good little civilian, though, they'll just sell your data. Correct. Make the money. They just sell your data, right. And it's all for advertising and, and that kind of thing. But uh, essentially, I think cell phones, when they, when, when they got into everybody's hands, it was, it's all over. I think mm-hmm. that's just no, my personal I, I agree. opinion. And then tablets and yeah, I mean, we depend on our technology so much. That's why and now when I leave the house, don't mean to cut you off. Sorry. When I leave the house now, most times my cell phone either goes in airplane mode, gets shut off or it just stays on the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. So for, I, I'm blowing my own spot now by, by admitting this, but, Anybody in the government who may be watching me or keeping tabs on me, if they are, I doubt it. But if they were, it looks like I never leave the house. Well, be- you really don't. <laughs> I really don't. But it, it looks like I ne- like literally never leave the house because my cell phone, oftentimes what I do, stays at home. Stays there. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's just, you know, we are being watched. They have access to our audio, access to our video if they want and what are they doing? We are controlled by these little boxes. We are controlled by these. Sadly. Yes. And think about it. Think about what would happen if we just, our internet went down. What happened if all forms of social media went down? What? Think of the chaos that would ensue. Think about how people get so up in arms when... Twitter goes down or Facebook goes down for two hours. Oh my gosh, what's going on? It's a form, it's become a form of communication. Communication where you you find out what's going on mm-hmm. in the world, what's happening. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a way to again, it's it's controlling our minds. It's controlling what our where our thoughts go, where our mm-hmm. emotions, our feelings go. Everything is so especially in the last, I feel like the last 10 years especially has become so anger and emotion driven and to get people afraid and angry. Yeah. I feel like that's what- Because we're divided, divide and conquer. Of course. Again, 
at least in our lifetime, since we were born, we've had that divide and conquer. Pick a side. Pick a side. You need to choose. Choose your food. You know, who, where does your allegiance lie? Yes. And everybody, everybody has to have a label now. Everybody has to have something they identify with, it seems like. And if it's if you're somebody that's apolitical, for example, well, okay, you might not be political, but do you eat meat? Because if you eat meat, you're bad. Because I'm a vegan or I'm there's a vegetarian always, or whatever. There's always some kind of a label, and there's some kind of a stigma. Exaggerated. Of course, it all is. I mean, think about it. Anybody, and again, I'm just using this as an example because I just said it. Mm-hmm. You have people on both sides of the fence for the vegan argument for example yeah, yeah. Ha- and and it's the and they both sides throw stones at each other mm-hmm. you have we'll, we'll go to the extreme vegan and carnivore for example two opposite totally opposite ends of the spectrum as far as diet goes which one is right if you ask either side they're going to provide data and information and medical studies and scientific studies that say they're right but, I mean, is it really, does anybody really know what's no. right? At the end of the day, doesn't it come down to the individual? It comes down to the individual, right. And, and if, what's right for that individual and their exactly, specific needs? Exactly. And if if I decide that I want to eat meat exclusively because it makes me feel yeah. better, am I all of, all of a sudden I'm a bad person because I choose to ingest something that makes my body feel good? Or if I chose to not eat any animal products and just be vegan and strictly plant-based, it, it does that make me less of a man? Because I see that kind of stuff from that side of the aisle. Mm-hmm. Oh, soy boys. I mean, you hear that kind of language and that kind of rhetoric coming out, for, like I said, from both sides. Mm-hmm. So it's constant attacking from, you're getting it from everywhere yes. and everybody's doing it. And you have that virtue signaling happening from everyone everywhere yes no absolutely because again it's divide and conquer we need to we can't have people unified because it's harder to break them but when you have everyone broken down you divide them it's like you know divide them in half left or right and then divide them in half those halves divide those halves into halves and then divide those halves into halves and you're breaking people down into these minute subsections and they just want to rip each other apart much easier to control you that way. Absolutely. It's all done by design. Yeah, it is. And then again, you you go back to the little black boxes of the cell phones and the tablets and communication. And if your if your internet goes down, think about landlines too now. How many people actually have a wire connected for their landline or is it Wi-Fi based? The majority of phone companies are doing Wi-Fi based landline so it's technically not even a landline it's, anymore yeah it's it's voice over internet protocol is what it's called it's voip it's right? a bunch of bullshit is what it is so every yeah everything is going out now over for example if you have cable mm-hmm. you it's voice over internet protocol is what it's called and it goes out over that that uh not not necessarily wi-fi but it is over a cable line essentially. But it's not the old it's hooking not, a wire up. Correct, if your power goes out, correct. you have a phone. C- correct. Exactly. exactly. So that when that started to happen, and of course, obviously that, that was pushed out. And I can say it, I, I used to work for a, a telecommunications company that 
dealt in that kind of stuff. And when that first came out, that type of phone service, it was get it in everybody's house, push it, get it in everybody's home. And literally within a matter of four or five years, everybody had it because they made it, they made it affordable for everybody where it was like, you're an idiot if you don't get it at this point, at this price. You know what I mean? But it's just another way to control us. Exactly. But it was, but it's put in, my point is they put it in and they made it so that it you were an idiot if you didn't have it. You had to get it in your hot little hands. You had to get it because you were saving money. Mm -hmm. You were frugal. You were being frugally smart. Yeah. So, but yes, you're right. It's another method of control because mm-hmm. all it takes now is somebody pushes a button, flicks a switch, use whatever metaphor you want. You knock it all down. How are people going to talk to each other now? Do people actually go outside and talk to each other anymore? We do. We do. But do the, mo- majority? the majority of people, when I say do people, I mean the majority. Do they go outside and talk to their neighbors? How many people know their neighbors? Now, you brought up to me a point about the Great Reset. Sure. That's that's been in the news and that's been uh, out there for a bit. Yeah. Why don't you get into that? What I was uh, mentioning to you, and and I didn't go get too into it because I figured I'd expand on it here. What I was thinking was this this whole thing, again, they, they put it out there. There's books on it now and everything. But they've put it out there that this is a great reset. They they want to reset everything. They meaning whoever, you know, the, the all the, the, the usual suspects. They want to reset society, essentially. And I think the Agenda 2030 saying was, you will own nothing and you will be happy. How, how can you look at that and, and say, what? How can I be happy? Think about what's what's been going on though. Gas prices now through the roof, right? They're they're so high because we've been gaslit for the last two years. That's why they've inflated. It was a little joke. I, mean. <laughs> I don't know if it, <laughs> I don't know if it was funny or not. But I laughed on the inside. Thank you. But yeah, you got gas prices through the roof. So now they're gonna make it so that most people don't want to drive a car anymore. Or if they have money, they'll buy an electric car to go green because it's better for the environment. Which is can the, be controlled. Is what we're being sold, right? Mm-hmm. Whether or not that's true, there's conflicting data on from both sides again. So who's right, who's wrong? Pick a side. The the, the people in control decide that. We we just have to take it. Mm-hmm. essentially so they're they're gonna make it so that you're not gonna be able to travel as freely they already tested it over the last two years they've already tested yeah. it, and they saw how easily we all just went along with everything in the name of what that word that i hate safety. exactly in the name of safety everybody put masks on their faces and and breathed in their own carbon monoxide dioxide excuse me People were suffocating themselves, essentially, and you still see people wearing them now. Driving alone in cars. Which is amazing to me. But that it, it just shows you how easily people can just be manipulated and the into doing whatever. that happened from it. Yes. Again. And if you don't think that both sides had people in control that were directing what was going to happen in order to keep the tensions, the animosity, the fear, the anger, the outrage, the emotion high, mm-hmm. then you're you're nuts if you don't think that each side was being controlled in some way. 
or directed in some way. So I think that what is going on, this is just my kind of removing myself from everything lately and just observing here and there and thinking Mm -hmm. about things. What's going to happen? The internet is going to get shut down. It's going to, something's going to happen with that. I have no doubt in my mind that's going to happen soon. Just in little bit. Of course, of course. When when you're when you do you think that Facebook or Instagram or Twitter couldn't stay up at all times if they didn't want to? And uh, yeah, granted, technology. Yes, for anybody listening that's into technology and knows this, yeah, of course there there are going to be glitches here and there. But you don't think they got backups to their backups for it to be down for like five hours? Come on, something. Those things, in my view, are tests they test things out they say we're gonna knock facebook down for three four hours think about when verizon goes what down. happens exactly cell phone oh i can't use my cell phone nothing's working exactly yeah that, that but that's that i think those things are being done as tests to see what's the outrage gonna be what's the outcry gonna be what's the what are people going to say? What? How are people going to act? How are people going to react to these things when they go down? How upset are they going to get? Are they going to be indifferent to it? That's what I think all that stuff is. So I think what they're gearing everybody up for, and they've already announced that they're going to do a test, a simulation, which they did right before they did this other nonsense in 2020. They've announced that they're going to do a cyber attack, like a, like a simulation. What do you think is going to happen shortly after that simulation occurs? They're going to go live with a, what they call a live exercise. Oh, yeah. It's a live exercise where everybody gets affected unwittingly, unknowingly being part of this exercise. That's what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. I think that that right there is going to be part of this great reset because they're already talking about food shortages. I've been saying this for the last two years, we've been preparing for the, even before that for that kind of a thing, mm-hmm. because when you have people hungry, what are people going to do? They're going to start going after each other. There's going to be chaos. They're start stealing. What's going to happen? The government is then going to come in and institute martial law. They're going to bring in wh- whoever to get law and order back to Our restore saviors. order. They're exactly. going to save us from this chaos. The people who create the chaos are not going to come in to organize things and make it good again. I think that this the internet shutdown, when it occurs, when it slowly starts to come back up, you're going to notice any type of alternative news medias are going to be completely wiped out. I think they are going to, and I don't know, a time table for this or anything like that but i think that where we're going we're going to go back to that one or two places where you can get your information and your news from and what's going to happen slowly again they're going to start programming you with this information and that's the only information you're going to be able to get so what's everybody going to do if everybody all has the same information then we are all going to believe and think that that is reality. That you can only eat on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday because that's the all the food there so. is. The government said so, and it was on Channel 3. And and if you see someone it. eating on a Tuesday, you better turn them in. Turn them in because they're taking food off you and your kid's plate. 
that that may be extreme, but I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility just based on what I've seen mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. And, and think about a reset. What do you typically have to do when you need to reset something? You have to shut it down. You got to shut it down. That's right. And then you have to start it back up again. So I think what we are currently living through, and this is an exciting time to be alive. You can think of it as good. You can think of it as bad. I think of it as exciting because we are now living through what I think is going to be a reset of society. And this and is a potential for change. Correct. And, and I think that people, if they wake up enough, if they realize enough that we can be self-sufficient. We don't need these jerks in power who are making these laws and these rules tell us we can and can't do things. If they wake up enough, we can almost shape society the way we want it to be. We can have two separate societies existing. I mean, you're already seeing it happen in certain areas where people are setting up parallel economies. You see cryptocurrency and that kind of thing. But if they shut the internet down... When it comes back up, you don't think that they can partition that internet? You don't think they can shut down cryptocurrency? You don't think of that, all that? Mm -hmm. So anybody that's going into that sector, anybody that's putting, dumping all their money and investment into that, it's very risky. It's very risky. I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong. But just thinking about it and looking at it, I really see that that's where we're going. And it's, it's going to be something that is going to, their timetable is 2030. They want everybody in these little pods and these little apartments. That's where they want. Not talking to anyone. They want you all congested. That's where. Talking to bots on Twitter. Because that is where you are controllable. That is where you can do what is expected of you by the people who are calling the shots. And I look at it, I've said it before. With chaos, chaos can be a good thing. And you can look at it as if this were to happen, you can be fearful and be afraid, or you can embrace the chaos and make change. You can do something about it. This is an opportunity to take everything that you don't like and turn it upside down on its head. We have that capability as people. We can do it. But when we're always divided and we're always, you know, getting shit thrown in our face and, oh, well, you don't agree with me on this, so that's it. And it, it, people, they, they become so fragile. It's like, okay, well, that's, they do that on purpose so we don't work together because we need to be banded together to really make a difference. So Ab- let the chaos bring us together or be in fear. It's your choice. That's, and I, I think that's... Uh, that's why I'm glad we do this podcast and you know, no matter how big the audience gets or how small it is or, or whatever, I feel like just talking about this stuff and getting it out into the ether and putting it out into the consciousness is good because if one person sees this or hears this and it just makes them think a little bit, you don't have to yeah. agree with us. I, I, I prefer that you don't necessarily agree with me, but at least try yourself. to see that it's a possibility what we're saying and think what are you going to do if this does occur you had mentioned to me a while back about i believe it was in 2020 it may have been 2021 but winter 
when they had the winter storms and the in the the power outages in Texas. Yeah, wasn't that like February? I want to. I think you're correct, but I I, I might be wrong. Twenty twenty one February February of last year. I think but so. But yeah, all the power went down, and we questioned, was it a test? Oh, here we go. Let's take advantage and let's keep the power off. They did like rolling, rolling blackouts, rolling brownouts. People would only have a, like electricity for so many hours and then would have to go out because like just everything was down. They couldn't handle all the electricity being used. Now, this was a freak storm in Texas where they had this winter ice storm. I question, is it weather being manipulated? Because that's always a question. But then... Whether it was or not, was this taken advantage of to see how we can control people? And Texas being the the state where they're they're big on freedom, they're big on don't mess with Texas, it, it, right? Exactly, it being the the state where that occurred in, I wouldn't be surprised if that was some kind of a test that was done. I mean, I I think all those kind of things that are done, they are tests, and it's to see how upset are people going to get, or are they just how much take will they it? take? How much will they take or, you know, because I, I know that they were doing, I don't know if they still are, but I know for a while they were doing those brownouts in California. Oh, yeah. You know what it just reminded me of? It reminded me of like animals and to see how docile animals were and what you could do with them. And you take them and you lay them on your back and like you try to like get them to do things. How much would they take before they bit you? You know, like with dogs and stuff, how much, how dominant can I be? before they bite back. And that's kind of what it feels like. How much can we do? How much can we push you? How docile can we make you to do what we want you to do? How pliable will you be? And to what point until you start biting back? And it's when people start biting back or fighting back, speaking up, not not allowing this shit to happen. That's when they're like, oh, okay, this is as far as we can go. But once we got here, everyone was sick of it and and that's what people forget is like all you have to do is not be afraid all you have and to do is stand say, up and say fuck no, no. <laughs> yeah no is the complete sentence no yeah I, and if you say no other people are going to see that and they're going to say no but if you have just multiple people saying no other people who feel that way will follow suit but so often people in general leave it that one person is going to save us or that one group is going to save us. And honey, that's not happening. It has to be all of us. It has to start with yourself. If you don't agree with what is happening, Mm -hmm. you you need to to stand up. You have to stand up and speak up for yourself Mm -hmm. and you have to not accept it. You have to not go along. It's that it it really comes down to just that. And and it's simple, but Mm -hmm. it's not easy because we all, all of us, we have that need to be long. We have that need to not rock the boat. We don't want to rock the to boat. To fit in. We all want to fit in. We all want to be part of society. We want to do what's socially acceptable. Exactly. We want to be a good person. Exactly. But what's a good person? Exactly. Do we even know anymore? Is it somebody I, who just takes everything and does what they're told, even if it's wrong? It is if you listen to the programming. Yeah, the programming. Do, do what you're told. Accept whatever is coming. Block that programming. So, the, yeah, again, and, and we, we like to talk about solutions. And, I mean, really for... We're just sharing our thoughts and, you know... Yeah, but as far as a solution goes, mm-hmm. what's a solution? Unplug. Exactly. That's it. You unplug. Disconnect. You disconnect from all the technology. Mm-hmm. If you're going to watch television, 
I don't know. It's it's so it's tough because what do you watch that isn't in inherently programming you in some way that isn't influencing you and your thoughts and your feelings in some way? What can you actually watch? It's it's I like it's to watch really nature. tough. I like to just sit, look outside, and watch I, nature. Oh, sit outside. Well, okay, that's that. I thought you were talking about nature pro. No, no, no. Nature that's shows because fake. even that's fake. Yeah, yeah. They, no, that's I'm all talking about like going outside too. and just seeing what's in front of me in nature. That right. is awesome. That, that, that's, I mean, that that's, floats my boat. That is the honestly, if you're if you're looking for the the best healthiest thing to do, it's go back to nature. Go back mm-hmm. to what is natural and and remove and unplug from that constant bombardment of programming because that's what it is all day long it's it's everywhere it's your marketing it's your your news your social media everything is programming everything and it's it's like blocking you from seeing the real secrets of the universe it it really is it's it's blocking you from experiencing life from thinking for yourself it's it's really it's really it's that it goes that deep though it does go that deep it it's Everybody, everybody. I mean, and even even us. Yeah. Hey, I got just, my cell phone. It's it's very it's very tough. It's very difficult. But thankfully, there are solutions. They're not going to be easy. But you even said some how many episodes? It's over time. It's baby steps. It's over time. Yeah. It's not like a quick boop. All done. It can be, but it, for most people, it's it's steps yeah, at a time. You and have to right. Be patient, but just I think people as as long as you're real realizing it and you're seeing like, oh, okay, you're recognizing what's going on. You're one step ahead. And so I th- think, that's our thoughts. Yeah, and I think the best thing a, a lot of times the only thing you can do for anybody somebody that's not willing to listen to you, the best thing you can do is plant the seed because that seed. Eventually, what do seeds do? They grow. They grow. So plant that seed. If you're if you're talking with with family, with friends, and they don't really see what's happening or they haven't woken up to what's happening, just plant the seed and then try not to get upset with them because be patient. They're just like you. They're human, and we are so easily controlled mm-hmm. and so easily programmed. We all have been. It's waking up to it and trying to unlearn and trying to unprogram or reprogram yourself to mm-hmm. what may be better for you. Yep. So, yeah. Right. So that was our conversation, the, the brief conversation about men's fitness and being tough that stemmed this conversation. <laughs> got, like, let's, t- let's this talk going. about it. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, again, we always encourage people think for yourselves. We're not saying telling people what you have to do. We're just sharing our thoughts, our opinions, and, you know, where we're at right now with our thoughts. And, you know, you don't have to agree with us, but go th- do your own research. Think for yourself. Yes, which we say all the time. And it's funny how many how many people have asked me, oh, how, how can I find this? How can I did, did you listen to the show? Did you read the show notes? It's all there. You just got to, I, I, I had a, uh, somebody close to me actually the other day through text message. Hey, send me a link for this. I'm like, you, you Do look it, it up. Yourself. Look just it look up. it up. Come on. It's not that hard. Everybody knows how to use Again, a search engine. A lot of people aren't used to doing the work. They want everyone to do the work for That's, them. And, you know, it's yes. getting out of that lazy mindset. I've done it before. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to ask so-and-so because I think they know. 
when they didn't, and I, you know, I didn't want them to look it up. I looked it up myself, but it's easier to ask somebody else to get the answers than to look for yourself. Absolutely. Everybody nowadays, the, the instant gratification society we're in, but it's a dangerous, dangerous mindset to have in my view, but that's, mm-hmm. that's our society. But again, just hopefully you got something out of this. Hopefully it gets the wheels turning. Hopefully yeah. people start to, again, think for themselves, recognize this programming for what it is and do whatever you can to wake other people up to it. Definitely check out for sure. The national anthem though. That one was, yeah, we'll, we'll wow. have the link included. That was, that was crazy. That, yeah. that one really got me like, whoa, that, that one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, until next time, thank you guys so much for spending your time with us, for thank listening, you. for entertaining our thoughts. And we really do truly appreciate it because, you know, the most valuable thing any of us have, it's not money, it's not our possessions, it's time. Mm-hmm. So if you've spent yours with us, thank you so thank much. You. It means a lot. Until next time. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, intelligent, gorgeous, amazing wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. And we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming, if you want, because the choice is yours. We love hearing from and interacting with our hearers and watchers. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at HomewreckerPod. You can also visit our website, HomewreckerPodcast.com, where you can check out past episodes and pick up some Homewrecker Podcast gear from our online store. Also, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're hearing or watching our show. That way you can be notified whenever a new episode drops. We're on all major podcasting platforms, and you can check out the video versions of our show at YouTube and Brideon. You can also find Monique in a few places online as well. I'm on Twitter, at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. If you're interested in a tarot reading, organite, incense, candles, and other cool things, you can go to my website, tarotbymonique.com. Or if you're interested in hypnotherapy, you can go to innerstandingshypnosis.com to schedule a free 20-minute consult. And follow me on Twitter, at Monique P-C-H-T. And Alex, how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at TheAlexArion. And you can check out my website, AlexArionFitness.com. And if that's too much to remember, we get it. That's why we put it all in our show notes. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we appreciate all of your support. We do. Thank you. We love you.